0: Hello out there in podcast land, my podcast family, and welcome to Caregiving is a Ministry where we look at the Word of God through the lens of caregiving. We are still on the fruit of the Spirit, kindness. And today's scripture takes us to the book of Luke, the 6th chapter and the 30th verse. Luke 6, the 30th chapter. And reading from the New American Standard Bible, Give to everyone who asks of you, and whoever takes away what is yours, do not demand it back. Okay, can we be honest with each other? (laughs) Doesn't this scripture seem just a bit far-fetched and out of touch with reality? I mean, really, if someone takes something away from you or me, which is like stealing in my book, we're just supposed to let it go. Freely give without demands or stipulations. Is that really what this scripture is saying? In reading this passage, that was my first thought. Of course, I was operating in my flesh and my societal biases, they were talking. But then the Holy Spirit came in and reminded me that I am a citizen of Jesus' kingdom. And therefore, I am not to rely on societal norms or at least they shouldn't be my initial response. My first response should be looking through the lens of Jesus, kingdom's lens. And so that's what we're going to do today with this scripture. Now I'm going to read it from the message translation. And it reads, If someone grabs your shirt, you wrap your best coat and make a present of it. If someone takes unfair advantage of you, use the occasion to practice the servant life. No more payback, live generously. So let's take this in bite-sized pieces. First, if someone or when someone takes advantage of you, because let's be honest, living in this world, people will take advantage of us at some point in time. Our kingdom lens tells us with our God-given wisdom, because we, we've asked for it, right? And he gives wisdom freely. Tells us that we will be, we will experience being taken advantage of. That is going to happen. So therefore, we must prepare for it. Not to act and be caught off guard. Two, we use that occasion, because it's going to happen, to practice what the Message Bible, the version says, is the servant life, which I like. And that's a reminder that we are citizens of God's kingdom. And that kingdom has a whole different set of norms than what we experience here on earth. And we are to act in light of being kingdoms of that citizen, of that uh, citizenship or that kingdom. We are to use that as the lens of what happens to us on a daily basis. And the way we do that is first we go to God and we pray. (laughs) You may have to pray to calm your anger down or your disappointment or your sadness. And then we pray for the other person who's taking advantage of us. Because we really don't know what is in their heart and their head, what led them to whatever they did. But we are to pray for them. Remember, we're supposed to pray for our enemies. So yeah, we have to pray for the people who take advantage of us. Or speak unkind words to us. have you after you've prayed for them then we go to god and we ask how to proceed with the situation depending on the severity of what has occurred you know like a misdemeanor or felony you know when you're looking thinking in the legal realms of issues and once he's given us the instruction then we are to do it then we aren't to exercise revenge Remember, God will avenge us in his timing. No payback. And that's not to say that you can't seek justice if that's what God has laid in your heart between, you know, based on what has occurred to you. But always getting back at people should not be our initial response. And withholding from individuals should not be our response. Sometimes people take because they're lacking in a lot of things, right? Right? Those of you who may be psychologists or psychiatrists out there or social counselors, you know that there is a long stream of occurrences that, is, that have happened in a person's past and psyche that them, causes them to reach out and to do the things that they do. So we, And we don't know that. And That's why we leave it up to God to take care of them. But there are times when we do need to seek justice. But because you've prayed about it, the Holy Spirit will give you peace, and you will know which direction you are to go and The last part of the scripture says that we are to live generously. This cautions us not to be bitter while we live in this world because of all of the things that we will occur that we will encounter in our lifetime. We will be taken advantage of sometimes things just won't work out as we planned, right? But that still doesn't mean God won't use it for our good. Remember Romans 8, 28. He'll still use bad things for good in our life, but we will still experience maybe the suffering or the consequences from something happening that we haven't planned for. But in spite of all that, we are to live remembering that we are citizens of God's kingdom and not to, not to allow anything to hinder us from fulfilling God's calling on our lives and to live our lives blessing others. But I want to stop there. God has a calling on all of our lives. Some of my friends um, who listen to my podcast and who have been so great at encouraging me through throughout this process, you know, they talk about the calling God has on my life. The reality is God has a calling on all of his children's lives. It's a matter of are you listening to what he's asking you to do and then are you being obedient to what he has told you to do? Being in quote unquote ministry doesn't mean that you need to have a title, so to speak. To me, being in a marriage is a ministry. Of course, caregiving is a ministry, hence the podcast being a public servant can be a ministry it's anything that we do any and everything that we do as children of God when we're doing it in the lens of we are kingdoms of we are citizens of God's kingdom everything turns into a ministry parenting turns into a ministry wherever God has planted you that is your ministry so don't Just think that ministry is for the people who are at the church, (laughs) teaching Bible study, the evangelists, you know, the preachers, the teachers. We're all called to ministry and we are called to bless others. As a caregiver, I know you may feel that you're already being taken advantage of. You know, if you have siblings and they're not pulling their share of the load and caring for, you know, the parent, or you have a spouse who is unsympathetic and doesn't help but just expects you to carry on with all of the myriad of duties that you did prior to having the caregiving you just add that on top of it or you have children who can help but don't yes this all can be seen or experienced as being taken care taken advantage of and to me maybe they are And, and maybe you can have a conversation with them but in spite of that You are to still care for the loved one God has given you charge over, and you're not to be bitter for those who aren't necessarily sympathetic or helping you. Even by the loved one whom you are caring for, sometimes they can be a bit manipulative at times. However, we're not to be jaded. We need to remember whose we are. You need to remember whose you are son or daughter of the most high God you are a citizen of God's kingdom and remembering that he is in control never lost it he's in control of your life if you've surrendered it over to him and if you trust him you will come out of this journey the season of caregiving stronger in your faith and in your character so let's reread the scripture one more time in the message version If someone grabs your shirt, gift wrap your best coat and make a present of it. If someone takes unfair advantage of you, use the occasion to practice the servant life. No more payback. Live generously. In order to do all of that, we must trust God. And we must always remember that we are citizens of his kingdom. Hearts and minds clear. Let's go to the throne of grace. Dear most wonderful and heavenly God, we come before you thanking you for this scripture, which on the surface is something that we think would be very hard to do. And it could be hard to do if we operated in our flesh. But we are your daughters and sons, and we operate in the fruit of the spirit of kindness. And so we come before you. Asking you to continue to pour into our hearts. Continue to show us a better way of living. To show us how to truly be kingdom minded. To not look at all of the troubles of this world and the things that we're experiencing and trying to extract our own revenge or payback. But to allow you to do it. That the trust and the faith that we have in you allows us to look beyond our circumstances and see you and to know with all confidence that you will work things out and that as long as we continue to put our trust in you, we will be able to walk in victory in this season of our lives. We thank you for being a good God, for the provisions that you provide for us, for your presence, for your patience, for your protection. I ask that you touch each and every person who listens today. You know their needs. Show them just how much you love them in a very special way that only they will know. Help them to have an eye for you, an ear for you, and to be doers of your word and not hearers. We love you, and we offer up this season of caregiving as a testimony and witness to the great God that you are. We love you. In the precious name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. I'm so happy and honored that you chose to spend time with me today. Now go and minister the act of caregiving in the name of Jesus. Bye.